2: Radio.
1: Radio. All
3: right, and it is that time. Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. Uh, myself, I am on location. We're out and about. Steve Horvath from Geno's with me as well. He came in early to help us set up, which I really, really appreciate. So thank you, Steve, for doing You're that. Welcome. My wife's here with us as well. So had, had a good crew here this morning to get things going. We're at the American Legion Post. I have a typo here, post, not posse, but post, 1111, 99.59, old, I need to make sure I put the old in there too, it's old Wadsworth Boulevard. If you go to Wadsworth itself, you will not find us, you've got to be on old Wadsworth, Uh, it's a crankers car, truck, and bike show, we're going to be here on air until of course one o'clock like we always are, the car show will go probably that long, maybe a tad longer, uh, weather permitting, I will say though, if you're not out and about, it's it's actually not as bad out as most people would think. It was a little bit cooler this morning, but actually right now, um, I don't know about Steve, but it's comfortable. I'm comfortable. Yeah, okay. it's actually not bad it at is. all. We're we're we don't have our big trailer today like we did at the last show. We're we're uh, kind of underneath the canopy or the porch area here at the American Legion, so it's actually very nice, very comfortable, and uh, yeah, it actually. I'll, honestly, Steve, I'll take this over the wind blowing and it yeah. being you know ninety you know ninety, you <laughs> know ninety degrees outside. Yeah. So I, I'm not complaining. Food, by the way, so there's some great food here today. There's some door prizes that we've got, some other raffles that you can do while you're here as well. If you've got a car and you want to display it, there's still plenty of room because there's probably some folks that decided to just stay in. Although it's, again, I know some guys don't want to get their car wet and so on. But if you've got a car where that's not a huge issue and you want to come out, there's still plenty of room to have your car entered into uh, into the show itself. So w- w- they're still taking registrations. I think all the way up till ten o'clock. So about another hour or so left where we'll take a registration. And most of all, if you've got, you know, you just want to get out and about today with your family, it's a great family event. And as I said earlier, there are lots of good food here. And all of the food, anything that you buy here today, is helping with the Women's Auxiliary of the American Legion Post 1111. So Steve was mentioning earlier too, as we were talking that, as we look around here, the majority of the folks that are here have some sort of a you know veteran story, if you would. That's what the American Legion is all about. So as I look over to my left, even there's sort of a, a uh, I guess you could say, kind of a mini-like uh, tribute graveyard, I guess you could say, to certain individuals over here on the left. And so it, it, that's what the American Legion is all about, honoring our vets, which we are very much into, by the way. You guys all know that. Uh, every one of our shows, myself included, uh, we owe a debt of gratitude to those individuals that you know really have given it all for our country and our freedom. So if you've got the ability to come out and about anywhere in Denver, really this is an area where if you're coming from – of course, the north, most of you know how to get here. You would get off at U.S. 36, just come down Wadsworth, turn left on Church Ranch. The next right is going to be Old Wadsworth. Take a right, and we are at 99th. So you're going to be right at about a 100th when you turn. So we're really about a block or so off of off of uh, Church Ranch and, uh, Old, and New Wadsworth, which everybody just now calls it Wadsworth. So that would be one way to get up here. The other way is if you're coming up from the south is go ahead and just uh, easiest thing to do really I think, is to is to go ahead and come all the way down US 36, get off at Sheridan if you want to, or you can get off at Wadsworth either way. But if you get off at Sheridan and then just head west on like 80th over to New Wadsworth, you can come down and come into us that direction as well. So you can get to us off of Old Wadsworth either direction. And for those of you that aren't familiar with, with town or you haven't been up in this area for quite some time, Old, Old Wadsworth is, is literally Old Wadsworth. They moved it to the west you know, some years ago, but it's still still here, still runs all the way down into Old Town, Arvada. Uh, and it actually dead ends right up here where we're at. This is the, the farthest north that Old Wadsworth really? comes. It does not go any farther than this. Uh, kind of merges all back into new Wadsworth, I guess you could say. But, yeah, come out. Say hi again. This is Fix It Radio. We will get into some of the things around the house. And today is a reminder, I think, for everybody. Even Charlie reminded me of this yesterday. We're going to cut some new promos and things because the season Is now changing. And if you look even at the future weather, we got a pretty nice week ahead, but we will be lucky to get into the 90s from this point forward. We're going to start continuing to taper off, and all of the evenings it's going to be less and less. Yep, 36 to Church Ranch to Old Wads. Yep, perfect. Thank you. And I just got a note here to remind me that's the best way to do it. 36 to to Church Ranch to Old Wadsworth. And again, Old Wadsworth is on the east side of new wadsworth in this area now as you get further down to the south it jumps over and it oh, becomes it? Okay. the west side of new wadsworth but in this area we are east of new wadsworth so uh, kind of have to spell that out because a lot of folks aren't familiar with where old wadsworth is uh, and even though the, ad- the address is 99.59, it's Old Wadsworth. If you go to if you go to 99th or 100th in New Wadsworth, you will not see us. You've got to come back over to the Old Wadsworth side of the fence to see us. But, again, Fix-It Radio, weather's changing, kind of a reminder of just the different things that we need to be doing around the house and getting things ready to go for winter. And for those of you that give a little plug here for Dave Hart at RoofMax, if Roof Savers now of Colorado, if you've... Not had that done, uh, I would highly recommend with some of the storms and things that we had as I look out across, you know, the, the you know, look out here uh, to the south of us here, Steve. You look at all the different roofs and so on. It's just kind of a reminder that if you haven't had a roof inspection done. And by the way, folks, that includes those of you that have commercial buildings. Uh, I've got, you know, several commercial buildings have for years where my old chops used to be. And I know, Steve, every year I would do a, I would have a roof inspection done just because it's, you know, it's a flat roof. They take a little bit more wear and tear than you typically get even on your house. But I, I learned from that I need to be doing the same thing on my own home because it's sort of one of those out-of-sight, out-of-mind things where you don't think about it needing anything, but it's just like a car. If you can keep up on those things around the house and you can do that preventative maintenance, well, you're saving money down the road. Well, and he's not only looking at your roof; he's looking at your gutters. Correct.
4: He's looking at all your flashing and all that stuff. So there's actually there's some wear there, and he actually pointed that to me out. Yep. Out to me on my. He was roof.
3: up on mine the other day, yeah. and i had forgotten about this. So I'm glad he pointed it out. But I've got some brick fascia that, evidently, with the wind and you know things just kind of move around in the wind. You know how that is. But there was a couple of little bricks that had cracked off that I need to get up there and get, re, you know, re, re-glued and stuck back up on there, remortared, I guess you could say. And, again, just a reminder, and I knew it was there, but, you know, it's, again, out of sight, out of mind. So even me, I'm very preventative maintenance-minded, but when you're not really looking at it every day, you kind of forget about it. So having those inspections done just gives you an idea of what needs to sure. get done. And, and in my case, it was like, okay, Dave, well, you know, why don't you just take care of it? Because, no offense, i got better things yeah, to do. Yeah. So he would climb up there and do it, you know, why not? But to your point, Steve, there's other things he's looking at. Besides just your roof, and we've had Dave on many times talking about this, even the the, uh, grommets, I guess you could say, or the rubber seals that are around all your vent pipes and so on, those deteriorate over time as well. And it really doesn't matter how old your roof is. Keep in mind, just because your house is fairly new, it depends on the quality of material they used when they built the house, how good the construction was, how much attention they paid to that. Did they seal those up the way they needed to be? Uh, I I guarantee you, Dave can get on some roofs that are four or five years old and still find issues. So just because you have a brand-new house that's four or five years old, that you think, oh, i still got warranty left on it. Well, keep in mind, that warranty has a lot of disclaimers to it. And in some cases, it's going to need to be maintained to even keep the warranty in effect. So, again, guys, we're live. You're hearing some cars even roll in as we speak right now. We are at uh, the American Legion Post 1111, which, by the way, if you just plug into Google – American Legion Post 1111. It will give you directions right here, so I don't really need to give you too many directions. Most of you now have the ability to plug a, you know, program, you know, map into your program. I should say whatever you, know, whatever you decide to use. I say Google because that's just typically what everybody uses. But multiple, multiple ways to do that. Multiple ways to find us. Again, we are at 9959 Old Wadsworth. So, speaking of the change of weather, Steve, I just mentioned roofs, and that's one of those things that. You know, folks need to be looking at. I, last week, and we didn't get a lot of time to get into this, but we spent some time last week talking about uh, what you should be doing to your home if you're deciding to sell. You know, if you're thinking about, you know, going through that process of selling, and Again, I didn't get through too many of the things that, that are, are mentioned when it comes to that. I, you know, we, we had several calls and so on. Which, by the way, you're more than welcome to call 303-477-5600, 303-477-5600. You can text us as well, 307-200-8222, 307 200 eighty two twenty two. 22 but I had an article that we went through last week and we didn't get through too many of the, of the points on there. We really, really started off with just what does the outside of the home look like? First impressions, I had the ladies from KNR on last night on my other program, Rush to Reason, and we really were talking about, you know, you only get one chance to make a first impression. And what I said last week, and I'll say it again this week, is this includes those of you that have businesses, it includes those of you that have homes, whether you're looking to sell or not. What does your place look like? Mm-hmm. When you first walk up to it. most of us, myself included, you drive into your home, you click that button on the garage door, it goes up, you pull in, it is if you can park inside, which most of us do. You pull in, you lower the garage door, and you enter in your house off of the garage. That's typically the way that works for most people. What most of us don't do like we should is pull up in front of your house, stop, park, get out. What does it look like? Literally, do it just like that. So if you were somebody that was going to come see your home in a showing, what would they be looking at? And then from there, you, you stop, you look, you look outside, you look around, you look up at the roof, you look at all these different things that you know you would normally do if you were looking to buy the home. And then as you enter up onto the front step, which most everybody has some sort of a step or porch or something along those lines, what do you see? Sure. What does it look like? Is it clean? Do you look up and is there cobwebs and things all around? Are there, you you know, does it look maintained or not? Uh, Has it been power washed recently? Uh, What's the seals look like around the windows? I mean, all these different factors come into play. And I realize that not every single person out there is looking at what I'm saying. Some are just looking at the, the, you know, the decorative end of things. Well, a lot of the more technical individuals will be looking at the things that I just mentioned and what does that look like? This is before you ever grab the door handle to actually open the door and go in. And it's one of the things that I look at. I you go to open houses, things along those lines. You know, you, you enter, you start looking around. I mean, I'm one where the other thing that I do, and I know I'm a weirdo, but <laughs> one of the things that I do, Steve, is before ever going in, even if, even if we're with someone else, first thing I want to do is I want everybody to be quiet for a moment. Oh. What do I hear? Is there traffic in the distance? Is it, uh, you know, is, is it is it a, is it a peaceful kind of setting? You know, is it tranquil? Is it not? You know, what what do I hear? Do I hear kids playing in the distance? Do I hear, you know, not only traffic but do I hear different types of traffic? Do I hear construction vehicles going by? Loud trucks, true. You know, trucks that have their 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 you know their engine brakes on. Things along those lines. I mean, what am I hearing as I'm getting ready to enter the house? Because these are things that down the road you're going to notice. And somebody else will notice buying your home. They may not notice it right off the bat, but if they hang out there long enough, they will. And if it's one of the selling features that you have, by the way, should be one of those things. I'm also a big believer when you go to sell your home, which most realtors don't do this, as typically as the homeowners that do. But I'm a big believer in if you've got special features in your home that you want to highlight, you need to put little signs in your home and make people recognize that those things exist. So maybe you have a... Housewide stereo system. Okay, not only should that be on for a showing, but you ought to have some notes around talking about how it's controlled, where it, you know, how it works, where it's at. Maybe you've got a sound system that runs the porches or anything along those lines. Maybe you have some sort of an automated, you know, lighting system or something. Something that's unique. You might have a particular view that out of one particular window you can see Pikes Peak. I don't know. Whatever sure, sure. it happens to be, make little notes so people understand what's there because. If you don't do that, they won't know those things are there. And keep in mind that even though you've gone over a lot of these things with your realtor, chances are they're not the ones showing your home. So unless you've gone through all of this and the next realtor that's coming in showing it understands all of these things, nobody's going to recognize those special things that you might have that the house down the road doesn't have. Especially, uh, you know, coming out of... You know, we were
4: selling houses so fast; they didn't have to work hard. And no, not we talked that, about
3: that yesterday. Yeah, they, no, you're right, and Steve.
4: I, I, You know, they they didn't try. You know, they didn't have to. They didn't, they, have to. they didn't have to. So they've they're out of their
3: their their out of their comfort zone. That's right, and stuff. That's right. And selling your home. That's right. In, yeah. yeah, they they've not. Well, I said it yesterday, and I'll be the first to say it. You're going to see a a um, cleaning out. Of realtors in the next several months, if not year, you're going to see a separating of the wheat from the chaff. If you would, those that really understand how to work and do the things that I'm talking about will survive. Those that got into being a realtor because it was an easy thing to do and houses were selling, you know, lickety split. Some of those folks that don't understand the business and don't understand the industry, they're not going to make it, Steve. They just they won't be because they won't sell a house. Because unless you're doing some of the things I'm talking about, you won't get a house sold. True. You've guys, this is no different. No different. This is where Steve and I, I think, can, can give some, some tips on this. No different than selling a car. Mm-hmm. When you go to sell your car, how does it compare to everybody else out there selling the, a, a like car to what you have? And when I say like car, you may have a four-door sedan you're trying to sell that you think, oh, well, I just need to look and see what every other Camry is selling for. Um, what if they're looking at an Altima? Yeah. What if they're looking at a, you know, at, at, a, at a Chevy Impala? What if they're looking, or Chevy Malibu? What if they're looking at? You get the drift. Yeah. It's not just other Camrys that you're competing with; it's other four door sedans that you're competing with. Now, they may be very specific in wanting to buy a Camry. In that case, yeah, you're only competing with other Camry sellers. But typically, people looking to buy cars are much like houses. As long as the car fits the bill for what they're looking at they're going to be a buyer. The same is true with the house. They'll have certain parameters, certain things that they're looking for in a home. But, you know, people can be swayed all sorts of directions when it comes to buying. And just because you think your home is premium doesn't necessarily mean the buyer thinks that. True. You know, what's that old saying? Uh, Steve, you know, it's all in the uh, perception of the, you know, it's all in the eye of the The beholder, beholder. you know, that value is is based upon that eye of the beholder. And, And what I'm trying to get people to think about, especially those of you that may be looking to sell in the not too distant future. And by the way, there's all sorts of reasons to sell. You're getting older, you want to downsize. You're younger, and you've got more kids, you're looking to upsize. You want to just move to a different area. You find a better opportunity. You've got the ability to take some of your cash and move it someplace else. There's all sorts of – some people say, you know what, I'm just tired of Colorado and I'm going to go somewhere else. I mean, whatever the case may be, people buy and sell for all sorts of reasons. It's always why there's something on the market for sale. Even when we didn't have a lot of inventory, there are still – houses for sale, people still have needs that need to be met, they're moving around, they're doing things, and what I'm trying to get you guys all to think about is, when you find yourself in that position, what are you doing to make yourself ahead of everybody else that's out there, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm just going to say it, most realtors don't do this, some do, most don't, some will come through and say, you know, I think we've got too much clutter. We need, to, you know, we need to remove this from this room, or we need to take these family pictures down, or we need to do this, or we need to do that. Although, Steve, I'm afraid that there's enough of them running around out there that had easy sells in the last few years where they may just roll through and say, Yep, we'll get some pictures and we'll list it. I'm gonna talk about pictures in a moment as well because I think that's another big big deal and a big side of of, you know selling homes. But the biggest thing I want you guys to look at is just what, you know, what maintenance items are needed, not only when it goes when it comes to selling your home, but what you should be looking at in maintenance is if I were to sell it, am I ready? because if the answer is no then what maintenance items do you need to do right now as we head into winter to where it would be my feeling is you should be able to do a turnkey sale on anything you own at any moment you shouldn't have to you shouldn't need 3 4 months whatever to get the place ready to sell now if you've bought a fixer upper that's you know that's Different. one thing but the home that you're living in on a day-to-day basis if it's not turnkey and ready to sell the question i would have is why not? Yeah, yeah. The answer I'm going to get, get back is, well, and, yeah. I'm not looking to sell. Well, what, what if something happens tomorrow? What if something changes? What if all of a sudden, you know, you've got grandkids and they've decided to move cross country and you may decide to, you know, go ahead and go with them? I mean, there's all sorts of reasons people move. What if you have a job change? What if, I, I don't know, what, what if you find a better opportunity with another house that maybe you really like and you need to sell yours? Have, have Are you ready is the question for that. And I would tell you, Steve, that I think most people's answer would be, "No, we're not." Also, I, I, I would say I'm not ready. Yeah. The, the other, <laughs> the other answer you're going to get is, "Well, we're not. You know, we're we, we're not interested in selling." Well, well, maybe now, but what about next Thanks. week or next month? Things change on a dime. They yeah. always do. I think for for those of us, you know, you and I, Steve, that have been in business all these years, we know that full well. Things can change literally overnight. Overnight, you can see some things change. So, we'll come back and talk about that. If you guys have any questions or anything you want to add, please feel free to do so. 303 477 5600. But again, we're live. Again, we're out at the Crankers Car, Truck, and Bike Show, uh, American Legion Post 1111. It's 9959 Old Wadsworth Boulevard. Best way to do it is go US 36 to Church Ranch. It's the easiest way to do it. Head east on Church Ranch. You'll basically be at 100th at that point and just turn right. Again, there's other ways to get here, too, depending on where you're coming from in the north part of town. And there's back ways to get here and so on. But that's a really easy way. If you're if you're on the freeway, that's one way to do it. On the same token, if you're up in the Wheat Ridge area or other areas like that, you can literally just come down New Wadsworth, jump over at that point as well. But if you just plug it in you, into your phone, you'll find it. American Legion, Post 1111, 9959 Old Wadsworth Boulevard. We'll be right back. This is Fix It Radio, KLZ 560.
1: Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Did you know that when you get cash out or your FICO score is below a 740 or you're financing a condo versus a single-family home, it will cost you more in rate and fees? Many lenders are charging more. Stop paying it. At Affordable Interest Mortgage, we have lenders that don't charge. Trying to purchase a second home or is your loan amount considered a high balance or jumbo? There they go again, charging you more. Take AIM. 720-895-0500. Let us show you a loan that doesn't charge more. Seeing a low rate but not reading the small print, only to realize all the extra costs and fees? Again, stop. Call 720-895-0500. Affordable interest mortgage. Quit paying fees and closing costs that are unnecessary. Get a low rate without all the extra costs. Let us show you how to save thousands. Call 720-895-0500 now, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Serving Coloradins for over 20 years. NMLS 298191, regulated by DORA.
3: We live in uncertain times. Energy prices are through the roof.
2: That's 303-662-0789.
3: I'm John Rush, host of Drive Radio, Fix It Radio, and also Rush to Reason. I'm also a business owner and a business coach. Even though I love being on air and talking to all of you on a regular basis, The job i love the most is helping other business owners achieve their dreams i've helped business owners who have owned a job become actual business owners i do this through the installation of systems and helping them with their leadership skills so they can truly run their business instead of the business running them If you're tired of your business running you and you want the freedom you sought in owning your own business, call me for a free consultation. I would love to help you and your business attain the goals you've always had. Go to RushMediaInc.com and send me an email. You can also use the text line 307-200-8222. Stop being a slave to your business and contact me today. All right, we are back. Fix-It Radio, KLZ 560, American Legion, Post 1111, 9959 Old Wadsworth Boulevard is where we're at for the Crankers Car, Truck, and Bike Show. So come by and say hi. Again, there's some great food and some giveaways and other things going on, and it's really not as bad out as most people would look outside and think. We actually, the parking lot's drying out. It's actually, we have no moisture at all right now. There was a little bit of rain as we came over early this morning, but right now it's actually... Actually pretty nice out. So if you want to get out and have some fun, it's really very, I think, some would say it's cold, but I think it's actually very comfortable out. The sun is trying to break through a little bit. I don't think we're going to see much of it, but a little bit of sunshine, and it's going to warm up. And, and it's you know, again, it's not going to be super, super warm today. Um, I should have mentioned this earlier, too. Um, the question of the day, which we can go ahead and put into now because I'm going to use it in, in uh, drive radio as well, this applies whether you're talking about around the house or whether we're talking about uh, whether you're talking about on uh, drive radio, and that is embarrassing purchases. What's the most embarrassing purchase that you have had? Now, all sorts of things fall into the embarrassing purchases. So, give us your answer though. 303-477-5600. You can text us that question as well. 307 Three o seven two hundred. 8222, 307, 200, 82, 22. And, again, this does not have to be anything to do with cars. It could be any number of things where you bought something and, you know, I should have maybe maybe that you wish you hadn't. And, by the way, that could be anything from, you know, homes to you name it. You know, in all the years that I've owned homes, I will say that no, nobody's perfect, <laughs> myself included. I had um, – I don't want to say maybe I shouldn't say Steve bad purchases, but I had a couple of homes looking back on it where you probably could have done things differently, and, and could have made out even a little better on the home when it came time for the sale side of the fence. But you know, it, it, you know that's how you learn. That's life, right? I purchased a home that was
4: uh, was really nice, but the uh, didn't realize that the traffic through the neighborhood used that street. Uh, It looked like a quiet street, but then when you realized and you sat out there,
3: everybody used your street to get to their house. So that goes back to what we were talking about earlier, which is when you're looking at buying a house, and this, you know, this, by the way, you can't change it if you're that house. There's nothing you can do about it. Hopefully you find somebody that just doesn't pay attention to those things and it's not a big issue. But one of those things when you're looking at buying, there's this old saying, uh, there's three keys to success in business, location, location, location. By the way, that same thing applies to real estate. Location, location, location. Where are you? Are, you know, what do you back up to? What What are you next to? Uh, are you on one of those main thoroughfares like Steve just said? And And sometimes, again, it's unavoidable. That's just what you have to do. It's the house that you can afford, which typically those homes are going to be a little less priced than what another home would be again, not saying those are mistakes, but just those are things to be aware of. And when you go to sell, you know, do you back up? I made a mistake one time, Steve, of, of buying a home that back over in Broomfield that backed up to Sheridan. Now, North Sheridan, which at the time wasn't very busy. So buying it at that time, it was like, well, you don't have any backyard neighbors. It's not that busy. It's not a big deal. Man, as time went by, and today to back up to that road would be absolutely – it would be like backing up to Santa Fe. It'd be awful. I mean, it's just one of those things where you wouldn't want to do it. I was lucky enough to get in there and then get back out of it. But that's one of those homes that that I could have done a better job of probably looking at on the front side and doing that a little differently. At the time, you know, you just think, well, it's not going to be as big of a deal. It won't be that noisy. And, again, there's still people living in that house today. I drive by it occasionally. Somebody still owns that home. But will that home have the appreciation that others would have around it? The answer is no, it won't no. because that's a factor.
4: Very much it, that's right. Sorry. No good. Uh, uh,
3: no, I just the uh,
4: the decisions that you make like that. You don't realize, and the realtor is not going to tell you that. No, because they're trying to sell you a home. Thank you. You have to kind of think for yourself on that one. And they're not going to.
3: And again, it, this is not to bash realtors, but no, that's not their no, no. I think so. you bring up a great point. There are there are realtors where, and I've got some that that, that are this way, and I have a good friend that is one that that's you know been with me for a number of years, and she's one of those where. She will give you those, those things to think about. Tip, And she knows me very well now, so she already knows I'm usually thinking about some of those things anyways. But, you know, we'll even look at each other sometimes and we'll kind of even do like a, a head nod like, oh, uh, um, yeah, that's going to be an issue. That, that's going to be a problem. Keep in mind, I bought, you know, I, I had a house up in the Granby area that burned down. Then I bought another house Uh, after that and so you know her and i and 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 my wife you know we looked at you know multiple multiple homes about really it was over over a year ago we were looking so some of this i'm doing from memory but it wasn't that long ago and again even in the mountains you'd go through and you'd look at different things and you just start rattling off here's the the pros and the cons and there's a lot of things that go into owning a home that a lot of times people don't think about and, again, what we're trying to do is help you with some of those things, some of those decisions. But, you know, again, back to if you're the seller. We'll get back to that. So if you're the seller, there are just certain things that you want to be doing. And we've talked about the front door. Uh, one thing that we did get into last week, didn't get a lot of time to spend with it, but as you enter into that front door and you look around at the porch, <coughs> we talked about this a little bit last week, but what do the lights look like? Hmm. Everybody has a front porch light, okay? Is it dated? Is it still from the seventies or even the nineties? You'd be surprised how much lighting has changed. Steve, even in the last ten years. With the advancement now of what we have with, you know, LEDs and all the different things that are out there, they can do different things with fixtures now than what they've ever done before. Some some lights even have uh, some of those things built into them, to where they don't even have a changeable bulb like they did at one time. You know, there's so many different things now that are out there that you should, you could be looking at, and by the way, need to be because those are some of the updates that you need to be looking at. We did talk last week because I gave some referrals out on. Actually, it was a couple of weeks ago because we were off last week for Labor Day, but a couple of weeks ago we talked about you know paint. What what's the paint look like? Uh, those sorts of things as well. So again, these are things that you need to be looking at. Uh, say that again, Charlie. Joe's up. Joe, welcome, man. What's going on? Well, John, just uh, about two weeks ago, you had
0: a similar question. I said you ought to expand it to something you did or your spouse did. And I think today's question, you ought to open it up the most embarrassing thing you bought or your spouse bought.
3: Good one. <laughs> Good one. Because yeah, sometimes you don't have an option in that. Is that what you're trying to say?
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You know, I think my most embarrassing thing was this really ugly plaid sports coat. I bought one of like 23 years old. Um, you know, I, I think I wore it once and never wore it again. But I'll <laughs> tell you one of the most embarrassing things my wife ever bought. Uh, her sister has a pool here in New Jersey. So okay. she was online and she saw this uh, wireless battery-powered solar pool cleaner. And it was like, you know, for $22 or something. So she orders it. And, of course, it was too good to be true. You know, motorized, skimming, pool you know, and what they sent was one of these rip-offs, and they sent a little piece of um, styrofoam and a plastic container and, and whatnot, and it, it's <laughs> and and what the rip-off is, is um, you, you open it up and you throw it away because you say, I, I did, what is this? I didn't order this, and you throw it in the trash. And then when you go to file your claim to get your $22 back, you know, a month later, uh-huh. um, they say, yeah, no, we shipped it to you. Here's the shipping receipt. here's yep. the delivery. Yeah, you got it. Um, but you know, I, but I was I was smart enough to look at the tracking number and figured out what it was, and it and I saved it. And we protested the charge to the Visa. When Visa came back and said, "Well, here's the shipping receipt," I had a picture of the envelope, and, Good and job. the weight on the envelope was, and the envelope I think the weight of the envelope was like two ounces or something. Good for you. And I said, I, 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 did not I've got
3: this. Isn't an embarrassing purchase, but I have something similar that happened. This is, again just a, a piece of advice for a lot of you that are listening. Because Joe, I had I had something similar happen. I don't know if I shared this on air or not, but I ordered ammo. It's been a while back now, this is about a year, year and a half ago or so. Ordered some ammo. And, you know, waited, waited, waited. Well, you know, finally it, you know, got got the tracking and, you know, it's on its way and all that. And it was weird as it was delayed in Commerce City for a couple of days, Joe, which I thought was really, really weird. Normally UPS rolls right through there, comes to your door the next day. You know, once it hits Commerce City, it's out for delivery the next day. And I thought, well, it's odd that it's been there now for a couple of days. Well, finally, the box shows up about two days later. And I didn't think about it correlating to the ammo they bought because we get this box, we open it, and inside of it, are a bunch of baby bottle nipples, not exaggerating, full of baby bottle nipples. I mean, it's packed full. There was must have been 20 of them inside of this, Joe, because it's basically I ordered a case of ammo, and this thing was all you know packed in basically the same box that the ammo came in, same shipper, same everything. Somebody had opened that at the UPS place, most likely, and had taken all the ammo out and replaced it with all of these, All these baby bottles. So it shows up. It's got all these baby bottles. Luckily, I wasn't smart enough, Joe. I'll give credit where credit's due. My wife, who is much smarter than I, took pictures of all that thinking, this is weird. We didn't order baby bottles, you know, baby bottle nipples. Why are these things here? Well, come to find out, Joe, exactly what I said happened. They had shipped that ammo. Somebody must have figured out where it had came from, how much it weighed, and so on. They emptied all the ammo out, put all the baby bottle nipples back in. And luckily, because of the pictures and so on, I had proof that I never got the ammo. I got credited back. I got to keep the baby bottle nipples, which I did give to our kids because they've got youngsters. So that part worked out okay. But to your point, when you have something odd like that, you better be taking pictures. Yep.
0: Well, yeah, back and, and yep. the, instinct, the instinct is, well, this is a piece of junk. I didn't order it, and you throw right. it in the trash. Right, And And then you don't have the evidence because I was – That's right. Wait a minute and I, I went – and, and I said, wait a minute, this is a tracking number for this pool cleaner you ordered, and it was a two-ounce package. Now, clearly, you can't put a battery-powered, motorized, right. solar-patterned cleaner in a two-ounce envelope that was, uh, I think, four inches by six inches. Um, but that was their scam. They, they send you a piece of junk, you hope you throw it in the trash, and then when you file their claim, they produce a, a delivery receipt saying, no, we shipped it, you got it. Um, so don't ever throw yep. a piece of trash away without nope. taking a picture.
3: Of it. And now that we've got the, you know, and now that we have the advent of literally t- in today's world, Joe, there's but just a few people that don't have a phone on their camera. The ability to quickly, you know, snap a picture is is now there that it never was before.
0: Yep. So. But, yeah, but, uh, Joe, when you re-ask the question during Drive Radio, say, you or your wife ever bought? (laughs) I think you'll get a lot more I'll add that.
3: I'll add that. I'll do that. So what's the weather like in Jersey today, Joe?
0: Yeah, beautiful, sunny, 78 degrees, sunny, nice little breeze. Beautiful
3: weather here today. Nice. Beautiful. Nice. Beautiful. We're a little chilly today, but it'll warm up, so no no worries. So Good one, Joe. Thanks, okay. man. Appreciate it very much, as always. And, uh, guys, we're going to take a quick break again. We are live. I should make sure I say this. I, I know I said it earlier, but we're live at the American Legion Post 1111, 9959 Old Wadsworth Boulevard. It's the Cranker's Car, Truck, and Bike Show. Come by, say hi. You can already smell the food cooking in there right now. So there'll be everything from uh, breakfast burritos to things for lunch and you name it, come by. And all of that does benefit the ladies' auxiliary of the uh, American Legion Post 11 We'll be right back. This is Fix-It Radio, KLZ 560. You
2: are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Leuenberger believes in personal accountability, He wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program take a higher deductible, and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Leuenberger with American National Insurance now at 303 6620789 That's 303
3: 6620789 We live in uncertain times. Energy prices are through the roof.
1: heating and air. Want to keep making your 30-year payment but own in 15 years? Want to be able to access your equity for future needs and not pay for it now? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. We have been showing Coloradans how to own their home in less time without changing their 30-year payment. Home values are at the highest in their history. Take advantage of being able to access your equity for 10, 20, 30 years without making payments now. Take aim 7208950500. Worried about inflation? Everything getting too expensive? Learn how to be able to access your equity without having to refinance and pay closing costs over and over and over. Do it once and you're good for 30 years. Affordable interest mortgage. 7208950500. Tired of paying too much interest to own your home? Stop. Learn how to lower your total interest cost. 7208950500 locally owned and operated since 2001 and where it's all about you is not just our motto it's who we are nmls 298191 regulated by dora
3: your roof is one of the most important parts of your home and yet is one of the most neglected we all tend to think it'll last forever without any maintenance or repairs until a hail or windstorm comes around and does damage to your roof the problem with that mentality is it's wrong do you know that roof max is a product that can rejuvenate your roof and give you up to five to seven years of additional life Do you know that the application can be done more than once so that the life of your roof can be extended for up to 15 years? The reason shingles break with wind and hail is because they're dried out and brittle. RoofMax is an organic product that rejuvenates your asphalt shingles, making them more flexible and durable at the same time. Call Dave Hart today and get your roof inspected. It's a no-obligation inspection that will tell you what condition your roof is in and what can be done to extend the life of your roof, which in the end saves you money. Call Dave Hart at 303-710-6916 or visit our website, fixitradio.com or drive-radio.com. We are back. Last segment here of Fix-It Radio, KLZ 560. We're live at the Crankers Car, Truck, and Bike Show. And there's a little bit of each, by the way. So there's actually a few, quite a few cars here today. Uh, we are not full by any means, but it's filling up as we speak. And, again, it's not near as bad a day outside as it might look. So come out. It's actually, if you're going to walk around and actually enjoy the cars, I would actually prefer this over the 100-degree weather that we've had at some of the car shows we've been at. So if you're out and about, stop by, say hi. We're at American Legion Post 1111, 9959 Old Wadsworth Boulevard. And, again, that's Old Wadsworth, not the current Wadsworth. Yes, there's two up in this north end of town. For those of you that live down south by Steve, Mm -hmm. there's only one Wadsworth. Wadsworth, But up here we have two. There's new and old, and we're at Old Wadsworth. All right, back to things that you should be doing As you go to look at selling your home, and I think these are things you should look at all the time, by the way, what do your address numbers look like on your home? Are they new? Do they look good? Are they old? Are they faded? You know, what do they look like? That's something else that you'd want to look at as you're looking to potentially sell your home. Uh, Other safety upgrades that you'd want to look at as well. Uh, Do you have any big, huge trip hazards as you're starting to enter into the house Uh, you know do you have a a a sidewalk or a curb where there's more than about a half an inch step Uh, those are trip hazards things like that those are all things that by the way an inspector is most likely which we're now back to having home inspections and things done again that we at one time were not we're back to that now Steve To where those are things that an inspector is going to look at and you know not saying it's going to keep you from selling your home but you may very well have to have somebody come in and fix some of those things so you might as well look at the safety side of the fence prior to that in the first place um the mailbox that's another one of those things that people kind of forget about now in a lot of areas you've got community mailboxes where there's no effect on you but a lot of folks still have an actual mailbox out in front of the house what does it look like does it have your numbers on it is it Is it old and ratty and faded does it look like garbage or does it look nice and new and neat because again these are all things that will in my opinion reflect upon what does the rest of the home look like i can tell you from again going back to the car world that steve and i have been in steve i think the same thing applies in the car world that applies to the house world typically speaking that car that is well maintained on the outside so paint looks good interior looks good Typically, the rest of the car is maintained well, also because if it's somebody that's taking care of the outside and the inside, they're typically going to stay up on all the maintenance things that need done as well. I know that's not always the case. You can find a really maintained car outside, and they've not done the, you know, they've not done your mechanical things. But that's the rarity. Normally, it all goes hand in hand. Guess what? The same thing happens with your home. If somebody's walking up to your home, and they see that everything on the outside looks really well. Their first impressions are, oh, the inside looks. You know, it's going to look just as good, and it's going to be as well maintained. Also, so again, just food for thought. And and again, I don't think I'm crazy on the car thing because you've no, yeah, you've we, seen you, that. You
4: can tell. You can tell. And then you can tell how it, it's it's just so limitable. I don't know if I can say that right, but the message is not always in front. When you see that, it's not. You know, it's already even if you're not mentally noting it, your brain is still subconsciously. So you're subconsciously. So seeing it. That's yeah. right.
3: And, and, I, and, I, and I get it. I mean, I've been in the car world long enough, and you have too, Steve, where there are some of those vehicles running around where they're not very well maintained on the outside. People use them, and, you know, they're either work vehicles or whatever, and the maintenance on them is still really, really good. They just don't do much on the inside and the outside. But, again, that's the, that's the abnormal that's the end of things. Yeah. That's the exception. Yeah. Typically, that's not the case. And so typically, you're not going to find a home that's very well maintained that's trashed. Uh, they usually go hand in hand. So again folks, just giving you guys tips to where if and when that day comes <clears throat> that you decide to move, sell your home upside downside, I mean there's also again going back to there's always reasons that people move around. That's one of those things to look at. One of the things in this list that I, I I'm not <clears throat> I'm not going to tell you to run out and do is furnish the porch. Well, I think that's one of those areas where you can get it to the point where there's too much quote unquote furnishings and you've taken away from what the house looks like and you've got them focusing on something that I don't think they need to be. So that's one of those areas where uh, as long as it's done tastefully and you haven't gone overboard, okay, decorate the porch. Again, you want it to be inviting, warm. You want people to look at that and think, oh yeah, I could see myself sitting here looking out at the sunset or the sunrise, depending on how your son, how your fa- house faces. I, I get all of that. But I've also seen a lot of those where it's so overdone, you're like, holy cow, what's going on here? So that's one of those things where, yeah, you can do some of that, but not um, install a little landscape lighting. Now, keep in mind, I think that's cool for pictures. You're typically going to show your home during the day, so that's not going to be as big of a factor. Now, I wanted to talk about the picture end of things anyways, and this is where I'm a big believer in. You don't want a realtor. That takes their own pictures. You don't want a realtor that takes their own pictures with their iPhone. I don't care how good of an iPhone it is. You want to spend the extra money, and hopefully the realtor is offering this, because typically it's not a lot of extra money. By the way, if it's the right realtor, they're including this in the price of selling your home anyways. You need to market it well, and that means having nice, high-quality Pictures. If you do not have high quality pictures, you are not going to set yourself apart from those folks that are out looking at homes in the first place. Keep in mind the way most home sales work is. You as a, as a buyer are typically roaming around looking at things. Yes, your realtor will, if you get together with the right realtor, they'll start to put you on a list and they'll send you homes that match some of your criteria. But you're still going to look outside of that as well. And by the way, even the homes that they're selling you, it's automated. Your realtor is not going to preview every home they send you because, no offense, they got other things to do. You're, you're on a list, it's automated, you know, they're finding the four or five new homes that came on the market today that fit your criteria, and off you go. And they're not looking at and previewing every single one of those. So even in that case, you having better pictures and, and being one step ahead of the house that you're competing with is a must. Again, Steve, I go back to the comment we made earlier, it's like selling a car. You're competing with everybody else out there that is selling a like item. So... Even though it may not be a house that's down the block, even if it's in a general three to five-mile vicinity, it's typically going to be something that you're competing with. And keep in mind, people can vary from, hey, I'd like to buy a 3,000-square-foot house. Well, you know what? 3,000 could become two or four, Mm -hmm. depending upon the home and how well that buyer likes it. So they'll give a range that they're looking at, but you, they may go to 2500 or 3500 Just because it's three doesn't mean they're going to buy exactly three. Yeah. And so my point is you're competing with a lot of things. And back to the landscape lighting, I think that's a factor when you have pictures. Outside of that, I don't think there's a huge value in that. So if you can do it fairly inexpensively and you can get some nice pictures out of it, I'd say do it. If you're not going to get that out of it and you're not in a million-dollar-plus home, I don't think it makes a hell of a beans bit of difference. I'll disagree with this particular article on that one. I don't think that's going to do a whole lot for you. Uh, Include your favorite outdoor art. No. (laughs) No. Sorry. No. Because, Because here's the thing. What your favorite outdoor art is may not be what the next person's favorite outdoor art is. So, no, I'm not a guy that will tell you to go put yard art. Now, there's some universal-type yard art that I guess you can put out, but here's the thing. Some folks, even when it comes to planters, some folks love whiskey barrels. Some folks hate whiskey barrels. Some folks love clay pots. Some people hate clay pots. I mean, I can go down the list, folks. Every single one of these items I just mentioned, are things that some people love and some people hate. And I think you're better off not going overboard with some of those items. And if you've already got a lot of those items or the wife has put a lot of those items out, as you, go to look at, as you go to look at selling your home, these are items, again, that you need to take a fresh set of eyes, look at it, and say, these are some of the things that need to go away. By the way, the other thing you could do, another tip, is invite a family member or a friend over that has no stake in this and say, what's wrong with my house? Be honest. I'm getting ready to sell. I want to know what's, what, what do you see when you walk up? Because they may look at things differently than what you're looking at. And by the way, this doesn't become an argument when you're done because you, you're, you're just going to take the constructive criticism, write it down. You're not even going to interject. You're going to say, okay, tell me what you see. And you're literally going to just write down what's going on. I, I learned this from another realtor friend of mine that I had for a number of years. And by the way, she was a great realtor in the fact that when you went and looked at something, She didn't interject. When you were looking at homes, she would listen to you, and she was always writing what you were saying, A, so she knew in the future what you did like or didn't like, and then on top of that, she took those notes that as you were recapping the property, she'd say, well, you know, you you like this and you didn't like this. She wasn't interjecting, saying, oh, I love this. There was none of that. It was strictly what do you like, what do you not like, and I think that's really important. By the way, if you're a realtor out there listening – it's one of those areas where um, I know that you can be trying to sell the home and you can be interjecting, but sometimes that interjection is actually not going to help you sell the home. Sometimes it's, it's it's that old saying, Steve, you're better off just listening, and the first person to speak loses. <laughs> uh, and less is more. And less is more. Or, you know, you're talk, better off less. just just listen, take it all in, take those notes, find out exactly what your buyer is looking at, we didn't get a chance to talk a lot about the inside of the home because that's a whole nother conversation. What I will tell you there, keep it neutral. We've looked at a lot of homes. We did this last year when we were looking at mountain homes. By the way, not everybody loves maroon carpet. <laughs> not everybody loves green carpet. Not everybody loves faux paint. Uh, not everybody loves, uh, I mean, I, I can go down the list of the different things people do that are really, really strange at times. That's like, wait a minute, time out. Uh, olive green countertops and, and refrigerators and so on, they may be coming back, but not for most. Most people don't want that. They want things that are very, very neutral. So as you're looking at selling your home, I had a home one time where we had a particular color carpet in the home that we loved. We we thought it was great. Got tons and tons of compliments on it, and it was a darker color carpet. And it kind of just when it came time to sell the home, guess what? The biggest complaint was <laughs> the dark carpet. Huh? Guess what? I had to do before I sold the home. You pulled it out. Had huh? to recarpet. Really? To get the home sold. So those are some of the things I'm talking about. So as you're going through some of these decisions, folks, these are things that you really need to think about. And by the way, these are things that not everybody will come in and be as critical of as the buyers. That's worth the second set of eyes or even sometimes a third set of eyes. And by the way, it doesn't necessarily need to be a woman. It could be a a male and a female and probably not have them be partners. In fact, I would have... Uh, a, a lady from maybe one part of your family and maybe a man from another part so it's not husband and wife so a you don't feel like you're being ganged up on and b they're going to be more honest that way and don't have them with their partners okay. have them really show up and be open about what do they notice about your house that they love what do they notice about your home that they think needs change, or they've just flat out hate because <laughs> frankly you're trying to appeal this is the key to sales you're trying to appeal to as wide of a market as you possibly can. And this is something else to remember. For some of you that have homes that are in the different categories of prices. I mean, anymore at the bottom price is probably six to seven hundred. That's about where we're at in the metro area. So that's kind of that beginning. I know there's some starter homes that are less than that, but man, there's some starter homes that are six to seven hundred K. So you're typically gonna be in that six six, seven hundred K to a million, kind of in that range. You're gonna then go from about a million to two and then probably two and up. And every one of those has different buyers and different things going on inside of it that you need to learn about that particular market to know what do those buyers expect. Personally, I'll tell you this straight up, if you're buying a $2 million-plus home, you don't expect a cheap Frigidar fridge. You, you better have something that's more high-end, probably a built-in of some kind. doesn't necessarily have to be sub-zero, but you're expecting it to have different features in it than just the standard GE fridge or GE microwave or whatever. You get where I'm going with that? You, you have to have the house fit the market that you're trying to sell to. And with every level of that market, those demands or those expectations change, and you need to make sure you're meeting those expectations in a correct manner. All right. Uh, gonna gonna get things wrapped up here. We're gonna head to drive radio here in just a moment. We are live. Myself, Steve Horovath, Gino's Auto Service with me today. American Legion Post 1111, 9959 Old Wadsworth Boulevard. The keyword: old. Wadsworth Boulevard. Church Ranch and 36 is the best way to get here. Head east on Church Ranch, which is a 100th at that point. Take a right on Old Wadsworth, and we're only down, I don't know, eighth of a mile or so. It's not that far. So stop by, say hi. More and more people are showing up as we're, as we're continuing on through the day here. The weather's not near as bad as everybody may think. Where we're at right now, it's dry. The parking lot's even starting to dry out right now. We've got very little moisture on the ground, so come by, say hi. Charlie and Larry back in the studio. Thank you, guys. We'll be back. This has been Fix-It Radio. Drive Radio is next right here on KLZ 560.